as you know, the day after April 19th, for special people like us, is a special holiday. Thank you for clicking on this podcast. You're listening to Streets and Stories. What would you rather me do? Buy something that I need? Or would you rather me stem the money and go spend it on 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 stuff I don't need, like crack and booze? This is Rob. We're sitting on a bench in the park, and the air is cold, and it's a windy day. The night before, it snowed two inches, and the temperature dipped as low as 10 degrees. Have you ever spent a winter on the streets? Yes, um, but what I did to uh, try to stay warm was to fake a suicide story and get admitted to a a mental health facility. It wasn't pretty, but it was warm. That is absolutely crazy. Research suggests that this 2020 winter, there are going to be 6,367 people sleeping rough on the streets. Where would you sleep on the streets? What was like a go-to spot? Uh, where those rainbow Chinese lanterns are that spray out that little mist. Okay. Um, that was one place. Rob is bipolar, which means for him, getting a job seems impossible. Without being able to get a job, Rob panhandles on the streets for his income. What's a average day kind of amount that you could pull in panhandling? Well, on on good days, I've made over a hundred. Um, bad days is when I get absolutely nothing. As in, a gazillion people walk pot walk by and pay me no mind. Rob is a huge advocate for the marijuana industry and says it is the main reason that he is still alive to this day. People on the streets, uh, a lot of the time, they can't go to places that will help with mental health instead of getting the actual treatment that they need. Um, Have you experienced any of that yourself or seen uh, people? Yes, um, part of the reason why I smoke the, the cannabis is for anger management issues. With the light fading and Rob with a train to catch, I say my goodbyes and headed out of the park and deeper into the streets. That's when I found Mama shaking her cup. And I come out to the streets and do this because it's legal instead of what I used to do, which is selling drugs. Well, depends on what you call drugs. It's marijuana, I used to sell marijuana. My office was the Boston Commons. And I gave that up because I got clean. Um, life's okay, you know. I, I feel bad for the kids that are out here today. I don't know if there's any runaways or not. I left home at 14 because the dysfunction was really severe. Um, I grew up in a very well-to-do family, but, you know, what are you going to do? But it's a proven fact that the healthiest member of the family is the runaway. Here I am. (laughs) It's the truth, though. Um, But I've tried over the years to, like, just break away from the streets. I did it for five years. 
I got up to like 230 pounds. I owned my own condominium then. I worked and I was so unhappy that when I did relapse, boy was it, I went to federal prison over that relapse. I'm a heroin addict, but I relapsed off crack cocaine. At the time that was, um, sorry, that was, um, we had to cook it ourselves, so it was free base, and boy, was it a good hi. My friend right here is going to help me right now. It's okay. Um, so I've been clean for 13 years. Thank you so very much, sir. Um, see, people like that. There's so many good people out here on the street. Pat, when I did try to break away from the street, no. This is part of me. This is where I grew up. And you find more people on the street that are more down earth than people that quote unquote normal lives, as they say. I don't know. I don't know what a normal life is. What really killed me was when I lost my husband 16 years ago from a heroin overdose. Hey, Mama. Hey, honey. Yep, that's what I been. I get called a lot. Here's Mama. Well, people call me that because when I did have a place to live on a windy day or a cold or a shitty day, you wouldn't be able to live walk in my living room because everybody would be crashing there, you know. You just have to give back. But now I find myself. I can't do the shit I used to do when I was young. You know, I'm a grandmother. Um... You just you can't do the shit I used to do, so here I am doing this, which is very degrading at times when you run into people you know or people that you went to high school with. But what are you going to do? Rob a bank again? Don't try it because you'll just get time, you know. Trust me, I've already tried. <laughs> um, but, yeah, pretty much the streets... It's the streets. I feel bad for people out here today. I mean, when I fought with people on the streets, you used your hands. Nowadays, they use guns and knives, and that's a very scary feeling. You know, these kids today have no, no respect for anybody, not even themselves, and that's scary, you know? Um, but you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in something higher than you. Um, I choose to call it God that I believe in. What was it like being 14 on the streets? Fun. It was good? Yeah. Yeah, it was. I had a lot of fun back then. You know, it was a lot safer back then, too, Aiden. You know, you could sleep anywhere. Um, somebody put a round um, in the governor's window one night, so now you can't sleep in the Boston Commons. If you didn't quite catch that, She's talking about a bullet round. When I ran away, I ran to Harvard Square. That was the first place I ran. Um, but the people today out here, they're just not like the street people. They have a really bad problem. It's called addiction, and it's killing so many people, you know? Really so many people. Um, I didn't get into high drugs until I was about... 18, when I get into prostitution. I couldn't do that straight, you know? It's the oldest profession in the world, but yeah, I had morals, you know? Um, 
since you don't know me and I don't know you, my oldest loving daughter that's so beautiful, she's a trick baby, meaning I don't know who her father is. But um, God gave her to me for a reason, because when I get pregnant with her, that's when I get off the street, more or less, you know, got my first apartment, what have you. But when I was 14, and the way it is now, no, dude, it's so different out here, so different. You know, I don't know if it's because of the drug aspect, but when I was younger, when I was 14, I didn't even know what heroin was, you know. But it's killing people, that crack, I don't know. It's a worthless drug. Pot, well, thank God they legalized it, you know what I mean? And I've often thought about selling it again. But it's illegal to sell pot out there. So I don't want to wreck it anymore. I want to be a pillar of the community, as a counselor in um, Framingham State Prison said to me. You know, you'll never be a uh, pillar of the community, but you can clean your shit up, you know? I'll always remember Patty saying that to me. It sticks into my head, but yeah, no. Do you see a lot of, like, mental health? Oh, big time. Look across the street. It's a sin. You know, like Anthony, he's just sitting there talking to himself. That's so sad, man. There's so much mental health, and, like, you can give them medication and stuff like that. But, you know, if they take it on a regular basis, who knows? Chances are they don't. Um, when they closed a lot of state institutions, Med State, you know, that's in Waltham, area where I grew up. Um, I worked at a state institution, Colonel State School for the Retarded when I was younger. Um, some people there did not have a visitor since two years prior to when I was born. That's a bum out to me, because everybody's a person. I don't give a shit how bad you are, though I don't like rapists or child molesters. I have issues with that. Um, but everybody is a person. But yes, there's a lot of mental health issues out here. Whether they're addressed, who knows. The worst thing that's ever happened to me is losing my, my other half, my husband, you know. Yeah, um, but I think for a lot of reasons, God took him to keep me, to keep me clean, because he just wouldn't stay clean. You know, there's a lot of reasons, but yeah. But I have beautiful children. I have 10 grandsons. No granddaughters yet. <laughs> but yeah, life is what you make of it, Aiden, you know, and like, I've made a lot of big, big boo-boos in my life, but housing is a big, big issue. There's so many homeless people because of housing. The rent around here is unreal. I mean... If you get $700 a month from Social Security and your rent's two grand, how the fuck are you gonna pay that? No. No. That's just, that's why I hustled all these years.
because my, well, my check's not that low, but, you know, I did work at times. I do have a college education as well, but I love running the streets. <laughs> have you ever uh, spent a winter on the streets? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're saying on the streets, you mean being homeless? Yeah. Yeah, two, two winters ago, I stayed at Pine Street. And around the corner. It was a bitch. You had to get up every day at 6 o'clock. You had to be out of that building 8.30. Every, well, this place is a little different. You had to be out of there every day. There's other places that you can go. A woman's lunch is one on Newberry Street for women only. You know, places like that. But when you're cold, all you want is your bed. You know? Ran away and you were 14. Did you have anyone that you were with or were you all by yourself? I was by myself. I skipped school that day. My parents were in Europe on vacation. I skipped school that day, packed everything I owned, and went to Harvard Square. I walked from where I grew up in Belmont. Walked to Harvard Square. And just um, the day that I skipped school, I met a few people, got shit-faced, stole a bottle of vodka from my parents that day, and yeah. And I said, I like this freedom. And off I went. Enough support for homeless people to get off drugs. It's all about you. Do you know what I mean? There's methadone clinics. I mean, I've been on Suboxins for many years. That's what keeps me. But I have health issues, so <coughs> I have chronic pain. So I need something for pain. I choose the Suboxins because there's just not enough heroin out here for me, you know. Um, methadone, I think, is a waste. It's, you know, I just really think, I was on it and I walked off, off the clinic at 95 milligrams. That was the worst thing I ever did because I got very sick. But um, sometimes, you know, with all the budget, they constantly, that's the first place they cut budget is health and welfare of the, you know. They need to do more housing situation for people like me that's on a, uh, on a budget. There's not enough um, programs for drug addicts. Just like when you get out of jail, walking out, there's nothing really. You know what I'm saying? They need to... You know, if you don't have a high school diploma, or you don't have this, or you don't have that, how are you going to get a halfway decent job? If you have a record, they're going to say no. I mean, can you picture me after, you know, embezzling 183 grand from the bank of Boston, working in a Boston, in a bank? I don't think so. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, I wouldn't want to work with in a bag either. I'd be too tempted. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to these stories. I'm Aiden Doherty, and that was Streets and Stories. <laughs>